a long time ago on a podcast far, far away. Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Today, return to 1977 as we debrief the original theatrical release of the first film in the Star Wars saga, with a few guests seeing it for the first time. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for the entire Star Wars saga, as well as Raiders of the Lost Ark, Men in Black, Legend, Love Actually, Ant-Man, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Despicable Me, Dr. Strangelove, and the Johnny Cash song, One Piece at a Time. We finally reached the point where we can watch the original Star Wars trilogy. So as you know, our friend Bethany Allen, who's Hey-o. here, she uh, <laughs> just watched the prequel trilogy for the first time. That's right. Prior to seeing the original, which she doesn't really remember if she saw it today, she admitted to us <laughs> that she might have just been on the ride at Disney World. <laughs> That's true. I have no idea if I've actually ever seen that movie. Nothing, nothing seemed familiar. So for all intents and purposes, <laughs> it was C3PO the first time. C-3PO and uh, R2-D2. That was a good ride, though. Great ride. And uh, so she's coming fresh off the prequel trilogy. It's already a bad way to, to go about it. Into the original, and uh, so we thought she might have some funny observations. Now, certainly, the internet does not know what Bethany thinks, so we're all, we already so got the edge. That's, that's uncharted territory. Keep that's information. Fresh. We got Patrick here, who's seen all the movies a bunch. Yep, I have. He won't have anything new to say. Not a thing. Probably the same for Tyler here. I haven't seen them a bunch. I've Surely. seen them, but I don't know how m- many it requires to uh, to be a bunch but do you think you're <laughs> gonna bring commentary that yes. no one's heard yet five oh, five uh, times well, is a bunch. most certainly yeah most okay. certainly okay this well, baby always has something to say i like that enthusiasm Who's the me baby? too me too i've got some new insights about you star wars the no, baby? no one thought yeah. stop calling everyone baby we have matt hughes back on the show tonight hi everyone matt hughes has been so bummed <laughs> that he hasn't been on the show in a while in fact He's been joining this gentleman, uh, Chris, I believe his name is, on, on the Twitter sphere, who hates Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Phillips. Yeah. Chris Phillips. Um, because uh, he feels like Peter's kind of edged him out. But you notice Peter's not here tonight. It's about freaking time. Well, and there the, you are. If you've paid attention to the hashtag trends, it, it began with Peter is the worst, and then it was Matt is mediocre. I'll take it. <laughs> and so he doesn't have strong feelings for or against you. I yeah. know. That's nice. Maybe that's tonight okay, I, I, can, I can edge up. But then I saw... After the last one, he was hating on Matt Comer. Right. Matt Comer spoke on episode three. Yeah. And uh, he just, he upset Chris somehow. He said, new Matt is the new worst. (laughs) Yeah. The long hashtag. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So Matt Hughes is here. Hope what, did you feel like you're going to have any new insights? I got, I got some stuff. Okay. He's got his phone open in front of him. So that bodes well for all of us. (laughs) He's he's pretty serious about it. And then we also have a new uh, gentleman on the show tonight. Our friend Derek. Hello. Our friend Derek is here, who's been asking to be on the show since we first proposed the idea internally, because Derek here is an apologist for episode one. It's very true. He advocates for the Phantom Menace. So what better way to frame, before we even get into episode four, which many, certainly not most, but many people hold to be the greatest Star Wars movie, if not the second greatest Star Wars movie. Derek, why in the world... I would love to hear your defense. I would love to hear your brief outline and defense. 
we're going from the prequel trilogy into the the beginning of the new trilogy. So what about the beginning of the old trilogy makes you think anything other than this is god-awful garbage? Derek also has notes that he's bringing up. (laughs) This is the original text message I sent to Josh. It's not that bad. (laughs) Everyone gives it crap for the boring diplomatic mission, but it makes sense for the backdrop. The Jedi are super political and boring, and since they're the focus of the movies, it makes sense for the movie to be like that. Also, all the lame dialogue is in character because the Jedi are essentially close monks. It's not a fun movie, but it captures the life of the Jedi. That's that. <laughs> oh well, uh, <laughs> what can be well, so disappointing? <laughs> I noticed that you didn't have much to say at all about the horrible child actor and the horrible CG lizard bunny. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't mention Jar Jar Binks at all either. I don't talk about that. There's Whoa, else is okay. Garbage. You can't advocate for Phantom Menace and just ignore. How much the screen giants. time do you so think wait, Jar Jar gets? Platypus in the room. <laughs> like the first twenty minutes when they're on the Trade Federation ship, that part's great. But then you just ignore the rest of the movie. In but Europe. is that part uh, great? They're just sitting in a room well, drinking tea. Or that part fits the character yeah, according to breath. Derek's perception. I pretty much blanked out after the rest of that. <laughs> The rest of the movie was nothing. Are you going to be one of these uh, pod racing defenders, you know? People always say, like, oh, the pod racing's great. But I don't think is, so. Is it, oh, really? No. Sounds like you're giving up your case. This is, kind of, this is falling apart. <laughs> this, is, this isn't a very strong case. I don't know. I guess that's all I got. <laughs> but it was pretty good for the first 20 minutes. <laughs> so well, basically, you're just telling us, hey, Jedi are kind of boring. Exactly. No, it's okay that it's boring. He's giving us context. I think he's a fan of the context. It builds which, up the story for which, the rest of the, the yeah. original three. Yeah, well, I get that. Right, yeah, that's the nature of a prequel. Yeah. But does it do that all that well? I mean... I have found it really, really helpful to have that context. Watching this sucker tonight. Yeah, so... It was helpful. Bethany, being, uh, being the person in the room that is watching these chronologically instead of release order, when you saw Darth Vader step onto that, onto that um, spaceship... Did you think, Anakin, what happened to you? <laughs> yeah, What I happened did. to that poor boy from Tatooine? Yeah. What have you become? I did. I mm. felt more connected to him probably than I ever would have. I mean, there's holes, you know, because yeah. Georgie so didn't do a very good job filling the holes. You, you're telling me that you were convinced that Hayden Christensen <laughs> is the same no, person as that I mean. dark-masked character but with like James Earl Jones' voice. But I like knowing why he looks like that. I've always been like, why in the world does he look like, is it part of his outfit? Like the white guy? It's just a fashion choice. Well, I didn't know if it was or not. So now I know it's because he's all broken inside. He's just mm-hmm. mushy. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need the prequels to discover that. Well, he got all when would you discover that? Up? I was thinking through this whole movie. How would I know anything? Which is a great point I because know anything. for a while, this movie, Star Wars, was yeah. the only, was all that existed of Star Wars. Right, right. So it required the viewer to fill in those historical gaps. How yeah. would you do that? I couldn't even, there's no way I would make... I don't know. I guess people have been it's doing It's like you that. don't watch Indiana Jones and you think, I mean, you don't watch Raiders of the Lost Ark and be like, well, how did he get that job as a professor? And, and <laughs> when did he get, acquire this hat? I don't know where that hat right. came from. Okay. Who are these Nazis? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never heard of these guys. Okay. We actually we actually have it that history. It is not that simple. P.S. Indiana Jones is set in real life. This is set in space. Oh, is it really? <laughs> is it really? I so mean, more with melty Nazi faces. All I'm saying is I... I felt like, oh, I have like a ton of context. 
Mm. And I, I was trying yeah. to imagine what it would be like to not have it. And I feel like I'd be like, what is this story? Well, I can tell you, you would have thought Darth Vader was a very intimidating and cool, scary villain instead of this simpering that's wiener true. that's trapped in that arm. <laughs> that's <room>. true. <laughs> I hate him. He was so, pers- he's so personified to me as like a real person as Darth Vader. I'm like, you just have a mask on. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you watch it as a kid, it's a monster. It's like yeah. this yeah. weird, scary He's a thing. terrifying monster. Like yeah, you're, broken, you're seeing behind the mask now. <laughs> you empathize with it. Yeah. That's probably what, what exactly what George. And would I'm like. like screaming, like these are your kiddos. You know, did you feel it when you touched Leia that you're her dad? Mm. You know, I was thinking those thoughts. Yeah, how in, how attuned to the forces? Right. Vader, if he's like, he misses his own child. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. They were both on the ship with him, and he's like, Obi Wan's here. I'm like, yeah, okay, he was also distracted by your offspring. <laughs> okay, also. <laughs> okay. Also, your knew. secret Maybe babies, he knew, man. If there's he's really mellowed out in these last 15 years. <laughs> Darth Vader. He's so in yeah. touch with the Anakin? force. Still, like, what exercise? I, I think that doing? if there's if there's anything that was more compelling in uh, a new hope because of the prequels it would just it would it would simply just be the relationship between obi-wan and and vader that's that's they you didn't mean have any reinforced either. by yeah. the prequels that was if there's anything if there's anything that's changed the way that i see the movie significantly it's that their history and when they they ha- they return to their lightsaber match <laughs> fencing match Tapping. where they poke <laughs> at each other <laughs> yeah. i think it's, it's weird because they don't they taps. don't display I'm, much relationship well when they're fighting in a new hope i i can't help but think of them on that lava planet you know and right all the other times oh, that yeah. they spent together mustafar so was that the last time they saw each other was on the yeah. lava planet yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. so the, those scenes were Emotional. enriched for me but the rest i was like eh, I'm, I'm trying to force these yeah but let's fit. be real as much as he's like tried to imply that he had some kind of large arc going on in his head for all this stuff. In reality, it seems to be the case that he had no idea where he was going with this thing. He, especially not yeah. in the first movie. He didn't have anything from the prequels. I don't think he even had most of what's in Empire in mind. You know what I mean? So it's like if if he did have a sense of that, there would be a lot that's different in A New Hope. Not even just the fact that he gets to get away with it. Some of that dialogue about how Vader killed Anakin Skywalker, which you have to now in your head go, oh, what he really means is that, right. you know, that's the point when Anakin died and Darth Vader took his place. But really, it's just because he hadn't changed the idea in his mind yet. Right, that actually Darth Vader did kill Anakin Skywalker. That was the original Idea, it seems to be the case yeah, to I me. Think so too, yeah, that's certainly because what when that they meet implies. as old, it it just seems like they're doing that whole. He was this rogue student who was bad, and now he's gone real yeah. bad, and they're just fighting. Not like well, that's true. I know, but when Aunt, when Obi Wan speaks all lovingly and reminiscing about like Anakin and how he was the best pilot and and he was a good friend. And then when he meets Darth Vader, he's not like racked with all this emotion. He's just like, Vader, so we meet again. And they poke at each other. That was disappointing to me. Because there's no intimacy at all. Because I don't think that he had thought of that at all. And that's the first time Obi-Wan would have seen him in the suit. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, it's not so bad. And how do you know? (laughs) You look great. How do you think he knew? This is the force. Oh, the force? That's how he knew? Because how do you know it was Anakin? smell like the midichlorians in him. But bef- Stop. <laughs> Before we get like I mean, some overall takes on uh, A New Hope tonight, I want to get back to Derek for a second because Derek came on the scene defending 
Phantom Menace. So already anyone listening to this is just like, well, that guy's dumb. What's he doing on the show? You know, that quickly crumbled though. <laughs> yeah, and all he just did is said, "It makes sense that it sucks." Basically, <laughs> he presented a context, but didn't really defend the quality of the. Yeah, film. where you at, man? I don't know. I guess I got nothing. <laughs> it fell what, apart. Oh, what do no. you as? Tell us more about you as a as a, you obviously as at some level a fan of the Phantom Menace. You must be a Star Wars fan to some degree. Yeah, right. I watched it in theaters when I was a little kid. Phantom and Menace? Yeah. Had you like been deeply familiar with the franchise up to that yeah, point? Yeah, I'd watched Star Wars a lot. Played all the video games. Oh, so you went in like okay. wanting to love Star Wars? Yeah. And you came out? I came out kind of loving it. Really? When you saw the Phantom Menace the first time, you were like, oh, that was good. I remember, I think I remember really liking it. Okay. And then. How old were you when you saw it in theaters? I think I was like six years old. Seven years old. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's you an impressionable. Nineteen ninety nine. That's an impressionable age was, to see five. a movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, you didn't have like cognitive thinking. And, and Jar Jar like, didn't do it for you. He just saw the lightsaber fights, and yeah. any <laughs> five year old would love that. <laughs> yeah, I saw, oh, I saw and little lights. Annie. The, you're a five year old. You're sitting there thinking, yeah, the Jedi. They're really into politics. So this, <laughs> <just makes sense. laughs> this makes sense. Yeah, they're cloistered monks. I get it. Yeah, I get that it. That was my reasoning at five years old. Clearly, you've had time to develop your case over the years. Yeah, I guess I didn't develop it too well. But <laughs> I don't know. I like well, it. Maybe it'll come up. Well, I mean, then you you don't have anything bad to say about the original no. trilogy. You just no, have good things movies. to say about the Phantom Menace. I want to like the movies, the uh, episodes one, two, and three. Well, we all want to like them. Exactly. Maybe I'm I think we should all want to like movies in general. It's That's just fair. a good disposition to have mm-hmm. if you want to try to enjoy right. anything. Why do we want to like the one, two, and three? Be- well, because we would be more part entertained. Of a beloved series. Okay. Yeah. Right. Open people your put, mind. People put a lot of effort into those. I want to like them. Yeah. It, no, though. If we did <laughs> like them, then there'd be way more Star Wars movies to enjoy. How do you, Derek, how do you rank the prequel trilogy from best to worst? Um... I would say three, one, and then two's like just okay. Nothing. I would I would agree with that actually. Yeah. Right on. Because we all yeah. agreed when we sat through two a second time that two just uh, it's doozy. I I, I would rank them the same way. Okay. Yeah. I just think too. one should get a little bit more credit. Than I don't know about that. I think it's just like <laughs> the lesser of less two poop <laughs> than two. <laughs> yeah. What if, an incredible if, defense. I just think it should be a little better than, you know, just a little, <laughs> just bit a little more credit. Come on, guys. It's not so bad. <laughs> if episode two didn't have that guy at the diner, then it, I would, <laughs> I would scoot it back out. It's that guy. <laughs> that guy you. knocks <laughs> it down <laughs> for you. <laughs> I hate it so much. Oh, but one. Anyway, yeah, we just watched episode let's, four, let's, guys. Let's oh, right, you're right. People have heard those podcasts. To the film at hand. Some enterprising fans on a forum called Original Trilogy made it their own personal mission to somehow restore and remaster the theatrical versions of the original trilogy. Because if you know anything about Star Wars, we haven't had access um, to the original theatrical cuts of the first three movies ever in the way that they were meant to be seen in their full glory. Not since the day they were premiered in theaters. Right. And so all we've got lying around is a crappy transfer on a DVD that's now out of print. I've got that. It looks really bad because, you know, it's on DVD, so it's already bad. And they didn't even try to restore it. They just threw it on there as an obligation. Um, The Blu-rays don't 
try to do anything with the theatrical versions whatsoever. And at this point, the special editions have been changed several times over to include more mm-hmm. CG. They've been color graded. There's all kinds of new stuff in all of the movies. They're, yeah, they're there's collectors that have like the VHSs and laser discs or whatnot, right? Yeah, because yeah. Those are the closest to the theatrical release? Yeah, we have some folks on our uh, social media that were saying that they would watch the VHS happily to not have to see those changes on the yeah. Blu-ray version. Because the changes are pretty upsetting. They're yeah, some of them are just really, really awful. And others of them, I mean, I didn't even notice because I'm not a fanatic. Right. But, but even just a, a couple of the additions include like bumbling comedy where Lucas just said, this scene, it needs a little more Jar Jar. <laughs> Put some Jar Jar in it. So one of the additions is some guy falling off of his beast right mm-hmm. they're flying through Tatooine and this guy's just he's d- dangling from the harness of his animal yeah they've got all kinds yeah. of new animals like, this, on what is this this is totally unnecessary it's a fart joke and <laughs> it's not that bad yeah Derek what do you got to say about that fart joke in Phantom Menace when they're about to get on there start the pod race and the animal just blows a fart and then they just look at it <laughs> five years old I thought it was great <laughs> <laughs> that's true man it's the only defense <laughs> but uh so these fans get together, and with uh, a handful of sources, uh, I think an original film print that they scanned, a the Laserdisc version, the, th- the DVD version, and the Blu-rays, they put together the closest thing to a fully HD, digitally remastered version of Going the Going through cut. painstaking efforts to make sure the color is accurate and the quality is as high as possible, and it's absolute, pure... To its truest original form. Yeah, in some cases they had to take like a shot, for example. One detail would be different, so they would have to import that detail from the original film print, use the Blu-ray as a plate, and then color correct it to look like the theatrical version. In other cases, they're just completely trying to fix it from the ground up. Um, so that's what we watched tonight. We, it's called the Despecialized Edition, and we watched the Despecialized Edition of uh, A New Hope. I really enjoyed it. I think that my experiences with Star Wars have all been the changed versions. Yeah. They clean it up and... It certainly feels... Alter it. Dated in all the ways a movie from 1977 would feel dated, but it feels less jarring because it doesn't then have a CG monster superimposed (laughs) on top of the... It's got the toy spaceships and then galloping monsters in the background. (laughs) Right. It doesn't have the weird 1990 CG next to the weird late 70s CG. Yeah. Because we complain so much about the CG from episodes one and two, but the CG from the 70s was so, so bad. I well, CG I back then is like coloring trying. on film cells and yeah. <laughs> making a light <laughs> on a Macintosh. There's a scene where uh, Luke extends his lightsaber and he, for the training session, and then he retracts it, and there's a glitch where you see the frame skip. And yeah. he just he he jumps from one point to another. It's it's so amateur looking. But I do you guess feel that way, Bethany? Making oh a face over there. Oh man, I was struggling with that part. Bethany, you just watched A New Hope, ostensibly for the first time. Maybe f- really for the first time. Probably. I don't remember any of it. You I just finished inside the. <laughs> the dark house. Or whatever. <laughs> there's enough pop popular Austin's culture. Dark house. <laughs> The, the Death Star. House. I feel like oh, there's the enough. Star. I feel like there's enough 
pop culture references to Star Wars that even if you'd never seen it, you are well aware of what it looks like. There's a familiarity like. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. bar scene, I've seen that. Yeah, somewhere. that's those all those things make their way into other forms of entertainment, and so it's it's not going to be so. Is this the kitschiest obscure one? to you? You know how like like it seemed like all like even when she's like help me one oh help me Obi Wan you're my only hope I'm like I've heard that a thousand times I've heard yeah. the oh are you asking is this the, bars, the one that's is this most the one where all often this stuff is like dragged from no Star no, Wars is, gonna see a lot of is a very yeah, intentional amalgamation of all sorts of adventure tropes oh. that came before it in yeah. science fiction or in like. Um, the serials that used to play before films, Flash Gordon, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be, in some sense, like, you know, these guys are going to save a princess. and But there's, like, key plot points and yeah. costumes and lines from all three of the original trilogy that are smattered throughout all pop culture. Okay. Like that Princess Leia What'd bikini. You think? That's uh, what I'm that looking for. That gold bikini. That gold bikini. Uh-huh. Bethany, I funny story. That. Bethany oh. has oh. been oh. to Comic-Con <laughs> wearing her Leia bikini. <laughs> Only a few times. <laughs> she hands. hasn't really, sorry. Um, I felt like, I, I actually, I'm trying to figure out how I feel about it. Like, uh, Process out loud I think the acting is a lot better than in yeah. the one, two, and three. So I felt like this was a solid, I mean, you know, Luke is such a whiny baby, but... I don't. I don't feel like I hate that. I think he's supposed to be immature. He's twenty-one. He should be a little bit more grown up. Yeah, I don't know. He's I don't know how they do it on guys. Tatooine. He's a moisture farmer. He's bored on Tatooine. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. He just saw the skeletons of his aunt and uncle. That's and true. He lot took lot it remarkably well. Yeah. We we commented cry. that he cried longer over Obi Wan, <laughs> who he'd known for six hours, than he did over yeah. the people who I raised him. I was curious what the time span was because I'm like nobody has slept or done <laughs> like the whole movie. There's no like meals or sleeping or no, anything. No, 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 so no. C three PO took a nap. Oh yeah, yeah he, he powered like, down. Yeah, that's true. He's like he powered down right at the beginning. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like it was fun, better than the first three. Well, yeah. But but here we go. I don't know. I'm still waiting for that wow factor. Mm. You know, like when people say they put on their wedding dress and it's like this is the one. <laughs> I'm kind of waiting, <laughs> waiting for that. For that with the I'm trilogy. waiting for the chemistry. Mm. I just don't have it yet. That's I mean, high I'm, expectation. Well, I mean, not that per se, but I'm looking for some zing. And I was kind of like, oh, all right. Did you feel any tastes of zing in this? Or was it just pre- yeah. some pre-zing? You know, I like that they were shooting the guys from the spaceship and bobbling their bodies around to shoot them. <laughs> that was fun. You're going to have to try that one again. <laughs> you just described a scene in the movie, and I, for the life of me, cannot figure Did out. Did right I at the beginning? That. There's people bumbling oh, around. Sh- when Luke and... Uh, Han, Han. Yeah, Han That's Solo. Han, yeah, but it's not Hanza. H A N. No. Space. Han. S O L O. Are shooting the bad guys, and they're like, you know, he's like, "Don't get cocky, Skywalker." Oh, when they're, when they're on the guns seat. in the Millennium Falcon. And they're like moving their whole bodies and bobbling their bodies. Bobbling their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought that's that was one way good. to describe it. And you know, I really love C-3PO and r 2 I was about to say that it seemed to me like you had plenty of zing the moment you saw Harrison Ford on screen. Yeah, he looks, girl, you were swooning. I think it's been a long time since I've seen him look good. I mean, oh, and, okay, gosh. I will say this. It's 73. He had yeah, more zest than I've seen him in any role ever. Well, yeah. Young, young Harrison Ford. He was like <laughs> vibrant. He was the most vibrant actor, and I was thrilled about that. 
I love that. That's his mm. bag. He's on solo. Well, he did it, and he looked good doing it. Well, <laughs> he didn't even have a line out of his mouth yet when we saw him in Moss Eisley in the cantina, and <laughs> Bethany's like, oh, God, he's <laughs> handsome. She just yelled out, he's she handsome. She started fanning herself. <laughs> <laughs> started pulling on Sweating. her collar, going. Sounds like some baby. serious zing happening right. there. Zing a ling. So you're Beth- being a little dramatic, Bethany. People. We know this is very important to you, and I, I want to know how you felt that you finally got to see inside Darth Vader's house <laughs> in the dark house. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I remember it for some reason. Yeah. I can remember the inside of the house. <laughs> But it's a house. Of course, we're sort of a house. This of course we're talking about the Death Star now. <laughs> the dark house. But he lives there. <laughs> so do all the other people. I'm assuming everybody you, lives there together. Uh, Betty, do you wish <laughs> that? Why are you laughing? <laughs> it's true. true. They don't they have a do commute to work. It's like a it's our true enterprise. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> They've all got bunk beds somewhere. They right? do. They all have cabins. <laughs> they cabins. must. And these these stormtroopers are they're human, right? So they have bodily functions. They got to poop. They've got a mess hall. They've got they've they've got got a mess hall. They have food. It's a real. Now, do you wish that we had spent more time (laughs) in Darth Vader's personal life? Yeah. Yeah. I need a little bit more of him. Doesn't he have like a magic egg that he lives in? I don't understand who the guys were, the Nazis, with him. (laughs) I was like, who are these people, and why do they feel like they can boss him around? He didn't seem like the supreme boss on the ship. He's not the supreme boss. He's like, he is a high-ranking official in the empires. But that mean, wizened old man is like his superior. Oh, I didn't know. In the army. I thought, he's trying to boss people around. They're sassing him. It's it's interesting, because they mentioned the emperor once. Right, and you in don't that boardroom, not even you his name. They just keep calling him the emperor. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was, I asked even, was that the same guy? Who's yeah, the ugly blue alive? finger guy. Yeah. Yeah. So when do they go from clone troopers to stormtroopers? They, they actually don't call them clone troopers on screen in the original trilogy, do they? They call them clones. They never say clone troopers. That's just a name that's been given to them for us to just did they not differentiate? I they had they looked know. a little different, but that that's okay because somehow they updated the design and Luke's. You got to rebrand yeah. occasionally, you know. How come Obi Wan don't remember having R two? I, I think he'd remember R two quite well. He's Maybe he was, yeah, he's just being sassy. Did he own him in the he, original movie? That's yeah. true because all he said was, "I don't recall owning a droid," mm. which is true. He R two was Anakin's, but he that's battled fair. with him. No, Obi Wan had him in his little ship when. They but he never owned him. Stuff. No, he was so Anakin's. he was just playing some Jedi mind tricks on baby Luke. Yeah, and in Episode yeah. Three, uh, Obi Wan was kind of getting frustrated with R two when they were breaking into that ship, and yeah. Anakin have to had to keep saying things like "Be patient with him." Yeah, we can make well, it I make sense, you. but I think this is one of those things <laughs> where they were just winging it. Yeah, yeah, and like they hadn't figured, they hadn't even considered an arc where R two was a key player in prequels. Yeah, I don't know. I guess not. Didn't he say that he had them all figured out from the beginning? Yeah, he's a liar. I'll say hmm. this: those droids are the stars of the show. They're they get they some are, serious screen time. They have so much screen time the whole yeah, time. I well, forgot how long oh my God. they spend on screen at the beginning of the movie. When so they much get time to yeah. of yeah. them in the desert. This is what I was talking about, though. Remember when we talked about Jar Jar and how frustrating he is that in in A New Hope, C-3PO is, for all intents and purposes, something like the Jar Jar character. Yeah, yes, but C-3PO is more cynical and he's... he's 
more human. I'd say no. I mean, I I I like him, but he's I, a non-human. I enjoy key him. Player like Is Jar Jar. it just the fact that you know I was too old to understand Jar Jar, and so I hated him? But maybe if I was younger, I would have thought like I do about C three PO. Or is Jar Jar just annoying no matter what? One, because it looks like somebody rendered him with a Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. No, it's he, just... His voice. And Jar Jar's eccentric and C-3PO's cynical. He's, just, he's he's more serious and... and so dramatic. Dramatic. Yeah, sure. melodramatic. Yeah, I like that. R2-D2 lost all his accessories in this time period. Yeah. In episode three, he was flying around and He was a stuff. freaking Swiss <laughs> army knife. Yeah, now, yeah. He's now he can't move. He just like has that one little claw on the back of the X-Wing. <laughs> he's been through a lot. Yeah, he's got some kind of phallic thing that lets him like, make love to ship computers. <laughs> That's true. He got that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to lose that. Yeah. When, like that. When, they were, when they first landed in the desert of Tatooine, I thought, both of these robots have spent a lot of time here. Why wouldn't they know their way around? And then I quickly realized, because someone said... Uh, that that quick line at the end of three said, "Wipe this droid's memory." Like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So they, for, they conveniently I think got that everything. That's like that they made they him blacked them. They were yeah. shooting that day, and somebody <laughs> said, "Hey, George, you you remember how the next movie begins, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> you remember this like, movie oh, you oh, made thirty crap, years man. ago? How are we going to solve that? Oh, oh it's just memory. Yeah. Which makes even less sense about Episode One at this point, Derek. We'd love to hear your great defense of this. <laughs> C three PO is a protocol droid that uh, is recognizable immediately to Luke's uncle. He knew that he was a protocol and a linguist or something like that. Um, and he is, you know, one amongst many we know also from episode one because there's a robot that looks exactly like C-3PO on that Viceroy right. ship. Yep. So why in the world did Anakin design from scratch a protocol droid that apparently is comes off an assembly line elsewhere in the galaxy? Maybe he's just assembling it with the parts he can find. Yeah, and he happened to make the exact I just same thing. Maybe he's, he's like, like junkyard parts that he was just re-putting them back together. It's like when kids build their own like video game PC. It's just like a PC, just kinda but kinda it's like souped it up. Well, maybe he sentient. saw one and thought he wanted to have one like that. It's like okay. that Johnny Cash song. I built it one piece at a time. Yeah, oh. that's exactly what it's like. Yeah, that, that solves okay. everything. Yep, Johnny Cash, <laughs> done. So, I mean, what do you guys... How does it feel, you know? How does it feel to be out of this trilogy and into this next trilogy? Obviously, it's such a dramatic transition. Even to look at it for a single frame, it's just like... Yeah, and it's, it's very dramatic. It's very 70s, and I, I'm i okay with that. I felt like <laughs> okay the storyline wasn't very content-heavy. I felt like it was a little bit, like... Gappy. Well, no, I don't know if there's gaps in it. It's, it's just, just very simplistic. It's very it's just like one and it just very happened. clean storyline. Yeah, and it was just like we're gonna we're gonna blow up the ship. That's it. Yeah, well, well yeah, it's 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 protecting the plans, and then it's uh, acting on the plans to so, de- defend themselves. I'm shocked that ship blew up. Shocked. Well, they I they that did ship explain was it. For a long they did time. explain it. They said, "Here's this little tiny area, yeah. and it'll just set off a chain reaction." I know, but I just can't believe. So I'm like, "What's the next one about then?" Well, you're He's gonna. Not do even you want us to spoil it for you? No. That well, joker should have listened. He was like, "You want me to get your ship ready?" He's like, "Nah, we yeah, better get like, it." Yeah, like, "I'm gonna blow up that moon." It's ah. like that. It turns out, remember how we built that opening that lets you destroy the ship? Yeah. They found <laughs> out about it, guys. <laughs> they found out about it. And, and, they and still printed plans with that weakness They still have plans on. of the Death Star? Yeah, the Dark House, yeah. 
the here's dark the house. Here's the funny thing. We always think about the mythos of Star Wars within the context of the saga, if not within the context of the original trilogy. There is very little about the Jedi mythology in A New Hope. There's very little yeah. about right. the Force. So Alec Guinness says that like two lines about the Force, which, to be honest, were far better than anything that w- happened in the prequels with freaking midichlorians. Yeah. But that's really kind of it. That and... Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> Luke's uncle calls him a wizard. Yeah, I like that. I was like, oh, and there's, there's only two lightsaber. Well, three if you count the cantina. The cantina thing, the training, and then the fight, the poking. Well, the, because the it was fight. very hard for them to create <laughs> right. those scenes. Yeah, they had a hard time with that. So they're they're minuscule. Luke doesn't right. fight with a lightsaber in the in this movie. And even no, the doesn't. the line "May the Force be with you" only shows up when they're sending them off to battle. They mostly right. say the Force will be with you always. What right. is the the time gap between the end of three and the beginning of four? Twenty one years. Luke? He's twenty one. I looked it up. Yeah. So it's twenty one year gap. Yeah. And in that time, all these people that show up on on camera have somehow forgotten about the legacy of all the Jedi. Yeah. That, they, that the Force has somehow drifted even. Even the uh, the generals and like military leaders who are who are working alongside Darth Vader, even they deny the existence of the Force. Yeah, twenty one years is enough for everyone to just totally forget. Yeah, don't you remember a time when the the Jedi Council was integrated into the Galactic Republic? <laughs> right, <laughs> the very thing that this empire. Yeah. Became right. The reason we have an empire is because of the destruction of right. this group of people. Yeah, but, but they, they look at it like as a major religion, and now there's yeah. only like two people who carry the religion. Like the rest of the people don't care. It's crazy them. because there's no, there's no uh, even s- subtle reference to it being r- a religion of any kind in the right. first three. Why all of yeah. a sudden? But all those Jedi stuff died. died. Yeah, they did die. They, a thing. lot of people died. A lot of the Jedi died. Massacre. All those kids got slaughtered. Yep, Anakin went uh, not by so. Annie. And well, so we know they were all killed, but don't you think that sort of stuff would make history books? That that's the sort of stuff people would remember. Not if like a dictatorship takes over yeah, the the entire galaxy. Like Hitler. And they've done so. Palpatine, like the Chinese Revolution Darth Sidious, and Darth Vader have done the such a good revolution. job because the victors write history. Is what you're saying. They've done I've such a good job that yeah. even the people alongside of them have no idea. That the, the people who lived it. through it <laughs> forget. No. Their neighbors no. in, in the dark house. I don't know house. that it's that they have. <laughs> I don't know if it's that the neighbors in the dark house have no idea. It's that even when the Jedi Council existed, there must have been cynics because it is like mysticism. Right. And they are an advanced technological uh-huh. society. And not everybody felt it or knew. Yeah, it, not everybody. Well, you know who felt it? That guy who was getting force strangled. <laughs> How did he continue to deny the force choke? choke? He felt it pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. he's a believer. They now. also looked down on it because they looked they they were sold that the Jedi turned on them and they were trying to overtake the Emperor. So like they turned into the bad guys, right? And they're like a corrupt. How does it? How does thing. it benefit Darth Sidious whatsoever? to m- create this illusion that or maintain this illusion amongst his like minions that the force isn't even really a thing and that that old religion is dead and you know what i mean cuz so then he's the most powerful power. is that what you said wait uh, Darth Sidious he's that? the current wow. emperor right yeah because if no one cuz there can only be two siths 
So if another Sith came along, then Darth Vader would have to kill him. But if he keeps it that the Force doesn't exist, then he can always stay master and have no. an apprentice. No, it was a trick question. The real oh. answer is because he didn't have a Darth Sidious in his head. He didn't even know the Emperor was going to be a Sith, and Sith wasn't even a thing. They don't even say Sith in the original trilogy. Yeah, there's no reference to. Darth I think Vader what you Sith. see on the screen is how much he had thought. <laughs> they, they don't use the word Sith in any of these movies. No, no. they just. Well, and do they even use the words Darth Sidious? No, they, it's just no. Emperor it's Darth, just Darth Vader. Vader. They're the bad guys. Yeah. Luke, Obi Wan, they're the good guys. Yeah. That's the balance of the force. Isn't it? Isn't, oh, and Yoda. Isn't uh, A Dirt. New Hope notorious for being completed in like a hurry? That yeah, that is a, most people don't think of it as an indie movie, but is by definition an indie movie. He did this. Yeah, George himself. Lucas was just right. No throwing budget. everything he yeah. could possibly together, yeah. writing the story as he's making the movie, and just hoping everything worked. Well, out it went well. through was like a, a huge, um, like a long list of drafts and edits. He had made American Graffiti, and wanted to make this space opera thing. And he kept changing it and changing it and changing it until he could find something that was palatable enough to where people were like, oh, I guess I'll help you make this thing. At first, it was like some endlessly long title and way convoluted with way more mythology. So I'm sure he had bits and pieces conceptually of the stuff. He was like, but the story arc, it just seems so clear to me, wasn't there yeah. until he realized, oh, holy crap, now now I've control everything in the world and i'm rich and powerful <laughs> he says i gotta make more and i be he became a sith and then very wisely handed <laughs> he handed the controls over to yeah other and that's not bad filmmaking to create a, a good foundation to like well we can go in all kind of different ways by having open ended options here yeah well if if that is the case that he he had the idea for one movie and he made it and then realized he he had the the means to make more and that people wanted more if that's the case he did a great job continuing that story yeah totally. whether whether or not he he claims right this is, he claims that he, he had in mind the story all along all these details mm -hmm. that's episode says, one yeah. all the way through six if if that's true <laughs> great I don't, i'm not convinced but <laughs> but he did a great job continuing this story into five and six and then even the meta narrative of one through three is great too it's very clever very compelling story writing yeah it's i mean he did the execution to watch this movie you, you right. realize why people were into him he made up something that has continued to resonate with people you know what i'm saying yeah he made up star wars that's pretty impressive yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I haven't done that. Which leads me to my question. Uh, this this occurred to me while we're watching it tonight. Is And as someone who really, really likes Star Wars quite a bit, what is it about Star Wars that makes it not like other comparable sci-fi franchises of the late 70s and the 80s um, that had mythologies and that had giant worlds and that had adventure tropes in them? Why is it that Star Wars became you know, the the highest level of iconography in film history and something like, you know, a Kroll or The Last Starfighter or Enemy Mine or whatever, these other movies that have similar concepts and similar premises and similar execution are just like, yeah, people, you know, you might meet somebody who likes Flight of the Navigator or The Last Starfighter. But, mm -hmm. but, you know what I mean? But it's not Star Wars. Is it just the merchandising thing? Yeah, it's just that I think so. I think it's that they had, they just created an awesome bad guy. Darth Vader is right. 
one of the greatest bad guys ever in film history, right? And he looks cool. And they have those awesome swords, man. <laughs> it's all yeah. Solo. It's the it's the <laughs> individual it's elements oh, yeah. that make a greater whole that are so compelling. Yeah, it's all those little it's cool things that like build one big. Yeah, cool thing. yeah. I, yeah, I, I definitely honestly think there's some validity to those guys that made that dear J.J. Abrams video when they realize he's making yeah, a new screw one. those guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> those guys. Um, I think that there's something compelling to what they were saying is that Star Wars is a western that it is very gritty and that kind of weird. Uh, contrast of like high technology and like gritty, dusty shootout scenes is is it works really yeah, well. Yeah, his overlap of all these different genres that he's clearly playing up and putting into a sci-fi backdrop work really well. Yeah, and I don't think Star Wars is like you know a movie like Kroll is not as good as Star Wars. Or but you I know, think like the Flight like of the Navigator is better than A New Hope. Well, that's oh a boy. controversial oh, yes. statement. Mm, good. I that's, agree. Those toys are such high technology. Mm. They didn't have GPS. They got lost all the time. Why didn't she just text Obi-Wan? Because <laughs> yeah. it was a you long know. time ago before <laughs> cell service. Oh, but they got light speed. <laughs> they've, no, no, no. Atrie- they've achieved. Yeah. No they can go fast, but they can. They've got great communications, but this attachment was too large. Right. They just, didn't have like high <laughs> tail or it couldn't they couldn't zip drive it to any old email, you know, just need they, they, just, they need a drop. Yeah, they box. Needed a drop they box. Need yeah. yeah. yeah that would have solved all this issue. Because half the movie is just getting those plans to the right. rebels to the right people. Their technology is lopsided. What are, are we, we going to say? Beth are Yellen? we ever going to talk about why the plant having those plans are important? <laughs> Because it, it, revealed, it revealed the weakness. The that's and how they found about the little But why is it important hole. they still have it? Or whatever. The plans? Or what it, what's important? They, they needed the plans. They needed the time and space to analyze the specs of the Death Star so they could evaluate it for a weakness, which they did, and they found one. But what's still in R2-D2? What is it? The, <laughs> s- the plans, the specs. Why, the is plans. It, why, do they, why does it matter that they still have it? It doesn't matter anymore, right? Yeah, well, now it's a moot point because they well, blew it up. Does it? That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. You guys said something about it earlier, and I was like, why does When it they matter? figured out where they were, that's why they were trying to go blow them up before they got... And what ship are they on? They were on a moon. Oh. So that's why the two orbits were going to coincide so that the dark, the dark house, <laughs> the Death Star, could shoot them. Although, why were they just waiting in orbit? Like, they flew there. Clearly, the Death Star has some kind of propulsion system because they got to that planet. Why yeah. didn't they just scooch around the corner instead of just waiting yeah. there? The Death Star uh, must travel. Scooching and waiting. Because they oh, went to Alderaan. Yeah. Matt Hughes, scooch and wait. <laughs> yeah. That's, that is a, a surefire tactic in any battle. The scooch the and scooch wait. And the wait. I mean, Darth I don't Vader's know. I, I don't know a lot about somewhere. army tactics. <laughs> and he's going to find somewhere else in the dark. The last we see yeah. Darth, Vader's Darth Vader spinning, out. spinning around. And there's still bad guys somewhere else outside of the dark. Well, I mean, the, the Empire <laughs> the Empire is huge. <laughs> <laughs> the whole Empire isn't doesn't live at the Death Star. Right. Just oh. it's like that's like a that's, right. that's like a navy ship. Okay. And so then there there's all so the Pentagon is still happening. Emperor wasn't on there. It's a galactic empire. Right. 
They're you spread know? across the whole so galaxy. So he's not like lost and like hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll get a <laughs> snack. He got. He's got. He's got like. He's got special like food stuff in his suit. Are you worried about him? I think he has like a little straw. Vader out there on his own. Whole house got blown up. Like. Can I because it's because you're empathizing. You're empathizing with Anakin here. I know. And you're worried about that lost little boy who's stuck in that ugly suit. You're just like Padme. You'll always be the little boy. <laughs> I don't like that. I feel like that's like mm-hmm. weird. That's like weird stuff that's kind of gone fa- familial when I see Luke trying to well, snuggle here, up to Leia. Speaking of the oh, attachments, yeah. they must all the people in this movie must be master class Jedi's because nobody's attached to anyone. Luke yeah, no sees the flaming like charred corpses <laughs> of his the people that <laughs> raised him, and he looks at him like he, he just spilled something. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets back on his cruiser and he's like, never mind, I guess I can go. I'm ready to go. I get to do what I want. <laughs> he's like Kevin McAllister. Oh and then no. then uh, Leia, for God's sake, she sees the planet she lived on blow up. There has to be what? Like every Earth. person... In the parents, almost every person yeah. she's ever known. Her adopted her parents, parents, all her childhood yeah. friends. Her people. Yeah. She was a princess on this planet. Right. So she that was so her, her like royal cabinet. So all her she's handmaids. That was that was her her royalty on that planet was her golden ticket to Disney. To Disney. To make her a Disney because princess. What 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 would Disney ever invest into if they couldn't get a princess out of it? Mm-hmm. No, it was uh, weird how they had to have the segways with the, the riding the little cruiser around. Oh, let's go back over here. <laughs> I know. I kept thinking about like we we've established that that's how they travel. I don't need to see it every time. <laughs> every time right. they were just excited about it, man. Yeah, they're they're like, look at these freaking practical <laughs> effects that we can do. Let's do them again. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was great to watch the theatrical version, but I gotta tell you, inside that cantina on Masaza, it was looking like a kid's cantata in there like all their parents all the parents had to go home and make alien masks for all those <laughs> actors that day <laughs> and they had one like picture of just satan laughing for some <laughs> reason <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why is satan there what? tim curry just having a tim good curry time. from like legend like shows up into a closet like a theatrical closet and they were like hey you know pull that pull that wolf mask yeah. out they had oh for guys. sure it was like uh, all the kids from love actually came on the set yep. yeah <laughs> their paper mache the, n- the nativity lobster <laughs> was yeah. in there. a lobster number two <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I'm thinking, well, they could zoom in on this one and maybe leave that one in the background. But no, no, oh, okay, okay, we're gonna give Satan <laughs> a close up. <laughs> give them all close ups. Well, it's because like they were excited about it. It's like George look at Luke, all these aliens. George Lucas went to like the the costume store like the day after Halloween, so he could just buy them all in bulk because <laughs> he had such a low budget. It's like but November first, guys. Here we go. Right, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> What else with that scene? We don't know who Jabba is or whatever. Jabba. 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 is. Except right. for some bully guy. And if we didn't have the prequels, we wouldn't know who he was. Or no, that that was a bully planet. No, no. It's a name. He's it's a, a bully. The whole planet. Will you see him again? Will you see him? Yes. He you turns up. Spoiler, yes, you will. Yeah, sorry, Jabba. Bethy. Hey, listen, before we started, Tyler really wanted to talk well, about. Yeah, that's true. Tyler <laughs> had some thoughts. There, Bethany too. <laughs> I did. There's a moment kid that gets caught. No, it wasn't just no, just own it, man. Just own it. No, I'll I'll own it. I want to know more about Obi Wan vanishing. <laughs> oh no, I want to know just, that. He just he looks up from his very sad, very slow lightsaber match with Darth Vader. He I sees. You call it a Luke's, match, Luke Skywalker, because they're but fencing. It was like he was being strategic. He looks at, at Luke Skywalker. He kind of he kind of smiles a little bit, like, 
wait till you see my next trick. And then he just <laughs> vanishes. Yeah. His cloak falls to the ground. And Darth, and Darth, Darth, Vader, <laughs> Darth Vader's kind of kicking at it. Going, <laughs> <laughs> where, where the hell did he go? Anakin's thinking, why didn't he teach me this trick? What's happening? I was so what confused. Like, why? Did he evaporate? Did he, did why he teleport? Why in the world would so Darth somewhere? Vader kick at the robe? So clearly he's not in there. <laughs> yeah. He thought maybe he was Ant-Man. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's yeah. just going to see a tiny little Zelensky <laughs> run Rick, out of it. Rick Moranis <laughs> pops out. <laughs> <laughs> Shrink Ray shows up. Because <laughs> of a movies. freak baseball accident. <laughs> so what? What I want to know is is did did George Lucas really know what he was doing that he no. he just wanted Obi Wan to vanish? No, no, flip this because Obi Wan says uh, if you if you strike me down, I will become more, more powerful than you could ever imagine. Right? That's yeah, and so right there that he knew what he was doing the whole time. So yeah, he <laughs> I guess so. Well, so Obi Wan. This is just just in the the narrow window of episode four. We're not considering the prequels. We're not considering what comes after this. Yeah. George Lucas wrote this scene where this Jedi Knight just vanishes into thin air, and then you just hear his, you hear this inner monologue that he's speaking or whispering into Luke's ear. Is that how he's more powerful because so he's, he's now omnipresent? He's omnipresent. Of, he's part of yeah. the force. Now? I think that that's what happened. I think that. Uh, he just went into the, into the force. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, so considering it now, if we're broadening horizons into the prequels, and you you get at the end of episode three this really weird kind of uh, piece of dialogue thrown in last minute, where Yoda says that Qui Gon Jinn contacted him, and that he wants him to go to Tatooine. I got a call. I got a call from Qui Gon. <laughs> He left me a voicemail. And try and commune with the, his dead mentor. Yeah. And so he somehow, being out there in the desert, mm-hmm. either he's gone crazy or he's really talking to Qui-Gon Jinn. And so we're led to believe that this is just him being absorbed into the Force and that they're living forever. Because even Yoda says this is like a, a, an eternal existence as part of the Force. Is is it yeah, not? Is that not like yeah. the link to... Like the Buddhist aspect of the Force mythology, that they become fully enlightened and enter into Nirvana. Well, but uh, still, well, Yoda, remembering this correctly, Qui Gon Jinn was not fully enlightened. That dude was killed. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And yeah, and, was and he body. was a tad. Uh, even Yoda at the end of Episode One said something to Obi Wan about Qui Gon's stubbornness. I sense in you, or uh-huh. something like right. that. So it's not that like he was at this great that's spot. True. So it's not like he was Qui Gon like just possessed. Maybe people. when the Jedi die, they go to the Force. But well, if they, they do. Like, no, they Yoda had this bit in Episode yeah, Three where he said, "Right, more, you know, like uh, rejoice for those around you who mm-hmm. transform into the Force. Miss them not, mourn them not. But if you can figure out how to like willingly step into it, you can like weaponize it and speak into Weapon- it. <laughs> you can weaponize <laughs> your enlightenment. Maybe utilize. So right. you're yeah. saying that he's Their willingly weapons. stepping into the Force, maybe, and weaponizing it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. you got to think now, because he can speak to Luke and help him, right. Right. and everything that happens Luke's from here on out, like yeah. Obi Wan's floating around him, like. Orchestrating things and working on He becomes like the Holy Ghost. Yeah, he's like throwing those midichlorians around. Uh Yeah, he's just up in that midichlorian count when it matters. It was like he made a choice, though, because I felt like if I'm watching it for the first time, when I saw him look over at Luke, 
I'm like, he's trying to get Darth Vader's attention to look at Luke. I thought that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to go like, I'll lay down my life because he's going to catch Luke's eye and something's going to you think, him. <laughs> you think he was so trying to was Darth Vader Maury, was seeing he was trying to be yeah. like you're the dad he's, like, he's gonna think oh my no, current mentor made eye contact he, with that guy over there that's gotta be my son that's I definitely my like baby boy he was gonna think this guy is significant why is Obi-Wan looking at him uh, do and we drawing attention to it I felt like that was significant I lost some respect for Darth Vader seeing him kick at those robes like that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey pal I can, I can go ahead and so. confirm it for you and I'm not even there <laughs> yeah there on the other side of this screen he is gone my, my memory of five uh, episodes five and six isn't strong enough to, to tell me to give me this answer but um, is it's is the there any time. way that Darth Vader knows that Padme gave birth and that it is twins you mean based on what we know in the tr- original trilogy? Yeah. Or based is there, on is one, there anything two, and three? in episode five and six that lets us know Darth Vader is aware Padme gave birth and that it is a boy and a girl? We don't know that. We Is he even on the lookout for his kids at this point? I don't know if he knows he has kids, but the force has to be like you know, whispering to him. That's he didn't see him. He's vibing with nah, Obi-Wan. I'm like, you're not vibing with your two, like... No, nah, when he's chasing Luke nose, down, the, down the... He knows uh, about his kid. Shoot. He knows about his kids. He does You know? just can't see his face because he's got that mask on, but he's probably, like, surprised. Well, yeah. he said if the If he force, had eyebrows he and they the weren't burnt off. He's strong with this one. Later, I don't want to spoil too much for Bethany, but later it's it's indicated that he knows about his kids. Yes, but there's nothing... Well, yeah, I know that he knows about his kids, but... Is there? Does he know how? Is there any in indication of how he knows? He doesn't. They never oh, get I into that. How they were kids. So like because in, in, the, in the existence of the original trilogy, whoever mothered Darth Vader's children is irrelevant. We don't. We don't really know anything about her or find out anything about. Because there, there aren't mean a Leia. ton of strong female characters. No, I'm in saying the Padme. With Padme's, is a moot. Mm-hmm. in the original oh right yeah there's no reference to it at all yeah but even just in episode four there is there is no reference to luke being no. his the, son because I, no. I don't think he was at this point no yeah so you think that was written in later he just kind of ignored that whole bit about darth vader killed your father yeah he i mean he probably just used it like and was like no i was totally being metaphorical guys i knew i knew what truth. i was going on yeah it was just you know Easing yeah. Luke into maybe it. I'm wrong. It sure truth. seems that way to me, right? I and you know, and okay, I George. I have a podcast okay. about movies. So. I think okay, he knew. George getting wild. I think he had it all planned out. Bethany, um, do you think that Obi Wan was handsome in his old <laughs> age, or more handsome as Ewan McGregor? As <laughs> uh, Ewan McGregor, really? probably. Interesting. You don't what love about Anakin? Do you think he's more handsome as uh, Hayden Christensen <laughs> or as Darth Vader? Bethany, are you offended that we only talk to you about Darth Vader's <laughs> house and how attractive you think the actors are? Like, I asked Bethany what? during the screening if she would rather have for a boyfriend <laughs> Chewbacca <laughs> or C-3PO. Are we putting she, you into a sexist She thought box? about it for a few seconds Always. and then she said, Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah. Because you could trim that hair, but that metal man ain't doing nothing for you in the cold dark nights. Okay. <laughs> he's not going to keep you warm. He's not. Know. He's made of metal. He ain't going to warm you up like that snuggly ruggly. <laughs> realm but you know yeah i feel like i had a lot of feelings about 
the makeup and stuff in this movie. <laughs> Stop it. So you I don't bait. have to be a gender stereotype. I'm yeah. not. I'm just saying. I did notice some of that stuff. Ballin' 85 is back, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Please. Hey, let me say this. You know how there's that joke on Hashtag the internet? Bethany is the Beth. She is. That, hey, that's good. What's the Beth? Like you the best, Beth. but with like oh, a that's lisp. Cute. <laughs> you know that joke on the internet about how stormtroopers never hit anything? Like, I watched yeah. the opening and I was like, they massacred all those people and shot Princess Leia first time. So, did I miss Set a part? Done. She'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like they they hit all those the, all world. those people died. So I don't understand why that joke. Like the joke is, is they around. never hit the heroes. Oh, okay. People die in this movie. Like it matters not. Right. You know what I'm saying? The 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 stormtroopers shoot anybody with those blasters, which are like real guns. Yep. They kill you. And Han and Luke go in there just killing everybody they see. They must kill like a dozen people. Those yeah. cl- but they're clones? These things are clones, they're not but, people? But that... No, they're, they're living, breathing tissue, but yes, they're clones. Yeah. So that depends. They all have their own individual consciousness. What are your ethics on the consciousness of a clone, huh? I have no idea. Are I they mean, disposable humans to you, Bethy? Well, they feel more disposable in the movie to me. Sure. And I think they're, they're masks. I feel like, can you see? But also, do we know that they're <laughs> clones in episode four, five, and six? Like, no. Or is that that's no. ju- made up prequel so that's nonsense? New that too. line in Obi-Wan's house is the only thing you get the about Clone the Clone Wars. And right. And how do we know those are the clones? We don't. We don't. Point, we don't. It's just it Luke saying, you fought in the Clone Wars? Oh, you're talking about if we're watching them in tandem with the... Ri- yeah. With the ri- yeah. What the if they were talking about something different? No, I think that the, Im- the, <laughs> the inference is that the Empire has continued to utilize their army right, of, of clones. Boba Fett's or Jango oh, okay. Fett's or whatever. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's consistent at least. Yeah. I think the Jawas are like a foreshadowing of those awful minions from the Despicable Me movies. Because they sound like them. Yeah, they're so annoying. Yeah, a lot of them died cute. too. <laughs> yeah, How did they get such a big old truck? Well, before Those we wrap this thing up, <laughs> somebody. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> hey, that was a good point. Somebody hand Abby a microphone. She just watched uh, New Hope for the first time. I just want to hear some your, gold. your thoughts on the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've seen the you've seen the prequels. Yep. Mostly. Yeah, I fell asleep during all of them. Yep. Okay, but you you Did saw. We we had you on the show for the first uh, episode one, and you said that you saw Phantom Menace in theaters. You talked like Jar Jar. You, you okay. said that you went around saying Misa Jar Jar Pinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so y- now you just watched A New Hope. What what do you think? What's your rating? What's your review? Oh, they're so much better. The first ones shouldn't even be there. The first one being what? The I'm scared. Three. The prequels. Oh, okay. You thought it was better. Yeah, I You're thought it was actually beautiful. Well, Wait, what in the world? Like looking. <laughs> oh, okay. Is like that right? Episode four. Yeah. Wow. Because the first three are so like, ugh, so ugly. And these, this was like really stark white and like contrasty. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So this one's beautiful because the first ones are ugly. <laughs> 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 you 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 appreciated the aesthetic. It could have a lot to do with the fact that there was actually real sets in this right. movie and real props, green and real screen. Things. As, as poor as their uh, production quality was at times, especially with the special effects, I have a lot more respect for the original three because of the dedication. Right. To practical they built effects. stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, even it just great. they're walking around on, and you know on the Death Star, even when they pa- pass in front of a matte painting or something like that. Yeah, it's still honestly, and this maybe just makes me sound like an old purist or something. To me, it looks more convincing than the CG. But certainly, when they they're walking around on an actual set, your brain doesn't have to detach itself and think like. Well, that's fake. Right. When all right. the stormtroopers around them are people in stormtrooper costumes, yeah. do you think that's that's great? Yeah, there yeah, were really real. people standing there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even, Even the, the cinematography, I remember there was like one point where it was kind of like going around a table and it was all just like lit so well and it was like just gliding around a table. I don't know. I was like, oh, this is, this looks so much better. Why didn't they just do this? Is that mm. with the space Nazis? Yeah. Was that, I think, was is that like a slight, that seems very like Dr. Strangelove. Like that, like circle of bad guys discussing huge like weapons. Maybe that's, that's yeah. now we have to write another. Thing but down. there was times <laughs> where, like, yeah. there's something exploded, and it kind of looked like someone just lit a match ten feet away. Yes, <laughs> that's when we're seeing the limitations <laughs> of yeah. right. Because yeah. so they are because they are blowing up toys when, <laughs> like, <laughs> with like firecrackers. <laughs> like that's there. Al- Alderaan. Yeah. yeah. When Alderaan blew up, and it's like this is a, this is a, an enormous planet. Yeah, with cities and people, and yeah. this is a solid rock floating in space, and it, went and it just it <laughs> shot into sparks, and there was just a few pieces of rubble floating there. Yeah, yeah I but didn't see any people floating around. No, no one, one was like, "Give us a few corpses." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give us a few corpses. I and then the same the identical death star, explosion yeah. with <laughs> the, the Death, death star. star. But I really appreciated like that that stupid like vertical explosion ring was gone. Like, cause that's in the special editions. They put yeah. in like all that better CGI. I was like, I prefer the fact that this looks like a firework to like <laughs> that dumb, like I round ring, like satin ring. I was a little disappointed that it, it was just one enormous explosion because when they talked about, uh, when you finally hit that, <laughs> that one specific point in the death star that it would set off a chain reaction. That all happened on the, the inside. Thing. Apparently, this chain reaction was instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it couldn't have blown up in stages. It had to have been just one. You just didn't see Maybe it. all the, the chain reaction was invisible to us. Yeah. Except for the outer explosion. Inside, it was going pew, pew, pew. And people were waking up in their dorms. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's time ah! to get up already. Putting down their ping pong <laughs> paddles. Time for school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree with Abby. It, it Zach was, Morris it was, was in uh, their timeout. More interesting to look at, I think. Yeah. I'm surprised. You usually don't have a taste for movies that are older or that are slower paced at certain points. Yeah, I did say a lot. This scene is so long. She was getting bored with the robots. It was a little boring. But it looked so much better and the acting was better and the coloring, you know, was like film. Were the others on film? No. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. George Lucas was the pioneer of insisting that movies transfer to stop filming on 35 millimeter film to shoot on digital uh, cameras instead. Do you pioneer that with the prequels? Yeah, the prequels were some of the first movies to be shot on digital cameras, and he just kept saying, it's amazing, it's so much cheaper, we don't have to develop film, we don't have Mm -hmm. to catalog it, we just dump hard drives. That's crazy because his buddy is so much against that. Spielberg. Spielberg. Mm -hmm. That's why Spielberg's movies are better. Mm -hmm. Some Mm. more. All right, well, you can stay then. You can you can continue to be our friend then. Yeah. Thanks for that. That's insight. convenient because you are married. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like legally you're bound together. You know the thing about the movies changing the Star Wars 
movies changing isn't necessarily the fact that like to me at least that oh my gosh I so loved the fact that that you know explosion looked crappy before it's just that at this point it's too late to mess with it you know what I mean the movie was made in 1977 you can't like change a little bit without changing the whole thing right it just looks so jarringly inconsistent right, what like, is uh, Lucas's famous quote about movies are never finished just abandoned <laughs> okay <Yeah. laughs> Okay, cool. Lucas. <laughs> Thanks, George. It'd be like if you went back and like made Alien look different. It would ruin Al- like any any of yeah. those movies from that Replace era. Replace like the Xenomorph with a CG. Yeah, yeah but yeah. you'd be like going back him. into Jurassic Park. Hey, he's consistent. Him. Yeah, he said that and he stuck to it. That's hey, true. He, that is his ethos. As I was reading more about um, that mentality of why he won't, he wouldn't at the time. You know, uh, green light theat- theatrical re-releases, which he could. You know, it was completely within his power to do, and he stood to profit even more. I mean, he's got plenty of money, but he would have made a tremendous amount of money from that. He didn't want to. And he had this quote where he was like, well, I'm sorry that you saw something that was incomplete and you fell in love with it, but that's not what I want to put out, and it's mine. And I was like, he is awesome. (laughs) That is so awesome to me. I love it, man. It's fair, I guess. I hate it that it's... to my detriment, because I would love to have those <laughs> movies, but I'm like, yeah, man, don't even give them to me. It's, it's his work. Yep. He's the artist, too. Yeah. And he's so handsome. He's really sticking with that beard, you know? Yeah. He, he's just George? committed to that. <laughs> <laughs> Bring down the lightsabers of disagreement or fire the blasters of enthusiasm in the comments section at youhatemovies.com. On Twitter and Instagram, at YouHateMovies, or on Facebook.com slash YouHateMovies, where you can also follow along with us throughout the holiday season as we watch more than 30 Christmas movies leading up to December 25th.